This episode of The Amazing Nerd Show is sponsored by Podcorn. So Christian, we both know life as a podcaster isn't easy. Monetizing your small independent podcast can lead to nothing but heartbreak and frustration. A lot of frustration. We didn't know the first place to even start um, and how to even approach these companies. But then we found Podcorn, a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. That's right, Damon. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. So Christian, what I think I appreciate most about Podcorn is their marketplace mission. Uh, to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control on how and when we monetize. Click the link on our show notes and sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Guys, it's really that simple. Check out Podcorn. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, nerd. Are you ready to launch 106th Expedition into Nerdum? Preparing for launch. Queuing bitchin' rockabilly track. Priming engines. Charting new course through the most anticipated films of the year. Unencrypting databases on sequels. Prequels. Remakes. Action. Comedies. Launching ANS in 3. Two, one. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. All right, Christian. So we are at the finish line. Last week we did our uh, horror movie preview for 2020. This week we're going to go ahead and basically do all the rest. We're going to do our most anticipated films of 2020. That aren't horror movies. Yes. We divided it up this way just because we didn't want to do a four-hour episode. Yeah, there was 18 horror movies. Yes, and there's about <laughs> 15 movies on this exactly. list. Exactly. So this is basically the rest of the bunch, the meat and potatoes of the whole movie year. Um, we're, we're talking Birds of Prey all the way to Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yes. So Blockbusters and comedies. So yeah, so next week we're going to get back to our regular format. Uh, before we move on. Go ahead, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Let's get into a deep dive of the film year of 2020. All right, first up, we have Birds of Prey coming out February 7th. Can I help you? Why, yes, yes, you can. I'm here to report a terrible crime. And what terrible crime is that? This one. Ah, shit. I told this all wrong. Quick history lesson. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. It was completely mutual. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the fierce goddess within. (laughs) It's oh so quiet now that i cut ties with mr j i'm about to learn that a lot of people want me dead all alone and at the top of that list is this guy but it turns out 
I wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for emancipation. After splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. Better known as Black Mask. This movie is going to be directed by Kathy Yan of Dead Pigs and According to My Mother fame. I haven't seen either Yeah, movies. are you using that term fame loosely? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now while I wasn't a huge fan of Suicide Squad... I'm actually really excited for this. I think it looks great. Um, but I have to remind myself, I think I said that about Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the cast. I love the way the trailer is shot. Mm. Um, it looks like it's going to be kind of like a dark comedy. Um, I think the breakup theme is, you know, a perfect vehicle for that. Uh, the movie looks super stylized. Um, what you would want, you know, from a movie like this. Uh, I thought the trailer was well done. It didn't show you too much. This has to be one of my most like anticipated films of 2020, right yes. off the bat. It's definitely deserving to be on this list in general. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. This newest trailer looks awesome. I loved how it's kind of brought more interest into other characters as well. It's not, doesn't, doesn't, I mean, it's going to be the Harley Quinn show. Don't get me wrong. But I like what I saw from like um, uh, Black Canary and everyone else, you know. Yeah, we got a little more into those yes. characters with this past trailer. So we finally got to see you and McGregor's character put yes. on the black mask. So um, I think that's really cool. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Cassandra Kane's character. Um, she's been one of my favorite Batgirls. Uh, her initial run was fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, it seems like we're dealing with a much younger version of that character, mm -hmm. though. I want to know if they kind of like lay the groundwork for that character's arc, though, if we're going to eventually see her on the screen. Um, but I know that they have like a Batgirl movie in the works. And I have, I, I doubt it's going to be this version of that mm -hmm. character. It's probably going to be Barbara Gordon, I would yeah. assume. Um, uh, but things are looking up for DC in general with their movies. So I, I don't know, man. I, I'm once again, I, it's a huge about face from where we were like a year and a half ago. Um, and I think it all started with your favorite movie, Aquaman, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It allowed them to like take the, like pump the brakes, you know, reassess things. You know, they, they know what's successful, what works, and they're, they're going to take that and move forward. You know, that's what. This, that's why this looks so good. That's why Wonder Woman looks so good. And I'm going to guess that the next Aquaman will look as good. More octopuses playing the drums, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I think it's fun. I watched it again recently. I was like, this. what is Christian talking about? Uh, man? This is a fun movie. Funny, man. Uh, but you did you see like the Justice League Arrowverse crossover they did with the whole like crisis on Infinite Earths like crossover they did? Um, I saw the flash images, but I haven't seen like I haven't watched the scene or anything. It's pretty like that. fucking cool. It's like cool. I, I did. I'm not a huge fan of the Justice League movie, as we know, mm. um, and I'm not a huge Arrowverse guy at all. But I think that's awesome that they were able to like connect all their dots mm. like that, and then we get the two flashes meeting. Um, it feels like they kind of set stuff up for the Flash movie too. Hmm. So, because we, tease. yeah, it, you know, they have them kind of fade away. Um, and it, we have been hearing rumors that the Flash movie, which is finally coming out, which I'm once again, that's another character that I really did enjoy in that Justice League movie. I just hated that fucking movie. I liked it's weird, I like all the characters in the movie. 
but I didn't like the movie. Does that make any sense whatsoever? I guess. Because I liked Wonder Woman. I liked Aquaman. I didn't like Batman in the movie. No, okay. I didn't like that Batman. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But I liked Flash. I even liked Superman's portrayal in that mm. movie. But the movie itself is a fucking hot piece of garbage. <laughs> um, but when you say a Flash-like movie, I'm like, yes, please. Give me that. Um, but we've been hearing that they're supposed to be doing Flashpoint. And what they did here with the little crossover, that little moment, it feels like it really lays the groundwork for it. Um, which would be crazy if they did that in the Arrowverse mm-hmm. to start it off. Um, but it was just a really nice fan moment. Take notes, Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> Defenders never got this treatment. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's all we wanted. I mean, we had Nick Fury in that first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that was it. Pretty much. Not to beat a dead horse, but what? Tahiti's a wonderful place. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But maybe they will take notes now and actually, like, just give us the... Like, it's fan service, yes, but Mm -hmm. if you could actually make it work, like, story-wise, why not do it? So, all right. So let's go ahead and move on. Next, we have Sonic the Hedgehog coming out Valentine's Day, February 14th. I feel like there's a lot of movies coming out on Valentine's yeah, Day. It must be a hot season. Yeah. It's unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? A cop in a rural town of Green Hills will help Sonic escape from the government who is looking to capture him. So first of all, I applaud this studio for actually listening to the fans, going back, rework their original creepy ass design for Sonic Mm. and make it a lot more like a lot more digestible for movie audiences. Um, that thing was fucking what nightmares were made mm. out of. The teeth and the fucking <laughs> weird ass eyes. Uh, but yeah, this looked much better. It, it felt like they did it like really quick, which was surprising. Well, it's Sonic. Gotta go I faster. Get, okay, Chris. <laughs> we're 10 minutes in the episode. I already hate you. <laughs> uh, no, I, but I that being said, Christian, mm-hmm. I... I really don't want to see this movie <laughs> at all. I don't know how you feel, but... I have less interest than when I saw uh, Detective Pikachu. You really? Know? It's like, this, the, st- the script in general just seems very shallow and childlike. You know, I, I'm part of me, and maybe it's just a nostalgia thing, is interested in seeing, like, Jim Carrey back in, like, you know, his, like, 90s form just, like, chewing scenery and everything. It felt very, like, mask-esque to me. Um, but I, I, this, you know, I know it's on our list, but I'm probably going to skip this movie. <laughs> Are you going to see this one for us? Maybe for the podcast. Okay, look at that. What a trooper. What a trooper. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, next up is The New Mutants coming out April 3rd. I saw something... I don't think she wanted me to see. I don't think we're here to get better. This place takes your greatest fear and makes you live through it until it kills you. 
who's there. We can get out of this together. Five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past and save themselves. So this movie has been on our like <laughs> film preview list the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was on our first episode of this podcast two years ago. Exactly. Um, so I don't fucking believe him. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> So, I think it looks done. They put out a new trailer for it. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like they're, Disney, maybe Disney's like, okay, we'll just put this out here. We have mm-hmm. it now. Because it was Fox before. You know, this is part of their acquisition, you know, through Fox and everything. So maybe Disney's like, we're not going to lose anything. We might as well try to make some money on this. Because um, they did a bunch of reshoots, right? We heard that's what was kind of like all the delay was yes. about. Yes, and then they decided just to say fuck it and well, go with the original. Disney, I oh, guess, okay. saw the reshoots and then were like, "Well, fuck that. We're just gonna do the original." Um, you know, and I, I, I trust me, I trust you know Disney a lot more than I trust Fox. Um, so this new trailer like featured the character magic a lot more and a lot more like supernatural elements, Mm -hmm. which I wasn't expecting at all. I thought it was going to be more of like a kind of like psychological, like horror movie, um, just with these kids like being tortured and experimented on. Uh, so that was interesting, but at the same time, I have little faith in this. I really do. (laughs) You know, especially after, um, Dark Phoenix, Mm -hmm. just, I, I want this whole like x-men fox you know i just want it all done with so i mean i hear you i just think it looks good it's there's something about it that feels interesting and i want to see this i i I do i wanted to see it two years ago and i want to see it again now i think after that new trailer I'll see this. I will go in the mm-hmm. theater and see this. I mean, I fucking saw Dark Phoenix in the theater. <laughs> so I will see this just out of some weird sense of loyalty to, you know, Fox and everything they did with the X universe. And if we didn't have them, you know, that whole line of movies, we wouldn't be where we're at with like the MCU mm-hmm. and everything. So they deserve some credit. I love these characters. Um, but at the same time, like part of me, you know, I think it's more curiosity. It's more of like, you know, gawking, <laughs> you know, like being one of those people, you know, staring at the car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just I, have little faith in this. I'm hoping that it was like something that Fox just didn't care about and didn't put anything like didn't didn't get their hands too much into it to fuck it up like Dark Phoenix. So, but they did though. That's the problem is they did multiple reshoots and it kept on getting delayed. True. So, but I mean Disney must have said, "Well, fuck all this shit. We can't even begin to piece mm-hmm. this together because we heard that this was even when it was underneath the Fox umbrella that they were just going to release this on Hulu and like wash our hands of it." So, it seems like Disney felt like there was something maybe mm-hmm. You know, salvageable. I'm probably just getting my hopes up because it looked better. I've been burned too much by Fox <laughs> at this point. So, uh, but yeah, like if you told me like Disney came in and took over the production and, you know, did their own reshoots and everything, there was a rumor out there that they were tying this into like the MCU. Oh, yeah. There it's was like making s- this kind of like 
a potential introduction. Yes, yes. It was just, I feel like it was a poorly worded article mm-hmm. that started that rumor because Disney was very quick to come out and say, <laughs> wait a second, pump the brakes. <laughs> That's not true. So, um, I don't know, man. I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'll go see it, but I think I'm expecting the worst. <laughs> if it even comes out. All right, well, what else is coming out this year? No Time to Die, the next James Bond movie. Are you done? (laughs) April 10th. Why would I betray you? We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. All right, damn it's another classic James Bond film. I'm just not a James Bond guy. <laughs> you know? Uh, this looked cool, though. It looked very, like, comic book-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with uh, Mr. Robot. What's his fucking name? Um, Rami Malek. Yes. Uh, with the mask and everything mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, looks very stylized. But will I see it in the theaters? I don't know. I'll probably wait for you to see it and let <laughs> me know how it was. I haven't seen any of Daniel Craig's other Bond movies. Um they're a little more appealing looking to me than the other Bond films, which I did see and I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, you know, they feel like a lot more real world, mm-hmm. at least. You know, at least the the past movies. This one definitely feels like it's taking a page out of the MCU a little. <laughs> um, but, you know, and that's, I think, that's why I've always been like, oh, I should watch the James Bond movies. But it's like, I do I have time to watch another four films, you know? I would say they take these way more seriously than they would with like Pierce Brosnan yes. and all that. Like those were just, hey, we're throwing out a popcorn flick. Here you go. And that's, you know? I think that was my last like taste of James Bond was <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. And maybe that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a fair assumption. Standoffish <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, I, uh, you're a fan of these, right? Yes, I would say at least check out Casino Royale. Okay. If you're going to watch any of them. You know? Okay. Because yeah. that was that was the first one of this, and it was really well done. I felt that way with John Wick, where I was like, ah, I'm not really interested in it. And then I saw the trailer for the third John Wick film, and I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this looks insane. So I went back and binged those movies, and I fell completely in love with John Wick. So maybe that'll be the case with the you know this James Bond. But he's supposed to be done, right? Yeah, this should be his last film of the series. Okay. Uh, he's been wanting to be out, clearly. <laughs> and just what the money's been too tempting 
that plus they just haven't been ready to move on i guess the people writing and controlling they've just been holding on to him as much as they can like because there was tons of talk rumors getting interest alba and maybe even making bond female and stuff like that um now there's reports coming out where they're like bond can never be female it's like it's now now i feel like it's gonna happen Automatically, are they just saying because it's called James Bond or something? I don't know. Couldn't they just do like a 007 movie and have it be like female, like have her be female? Well, I guess in this film, um, one of the main actresses is a 007 um, agent that took over his spot. So oh, okay. That, that is a like so way to transition, but I don't so know. aren't they talking on both sides of the house? Because isn't then Bond female? I guess it's not Bond. It's That's not 007. Yeah. You know. Okay, whatever. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world we live in. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I- I'll let you review this, and you know, maybe <laughs> I'll check it out. I guess. All right. Well, speaking of spies, we got Black Widow coming out on May first. Natasha, my sister. After all this time, what brings you home? I'm on the run. I was trying to do something good. Any more than just a trained killer. You're fooling yourself. We are still both trained killers. Black Widow confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arise. So the first trailer was okay, but the second trailer really sold me on this. Um, once I saw all the Black Widows and everything, we're getting like that kind of Red Room story, it mm-hmm. seems like. I'm on board, man. I want to fucking see some Black Widow. No, yeah. The trailer starts off showing a lot of the same footage, and then they start showing off more. I was like, oh, man, this this is actually gra- like getting to me. And mm. then I saw fucking Taskmaster mimicking her at the end. Yes. And yes. I was like, okay, I'm in the seat. There was definitely a part of me that was worried that Taskmaster was just going to be a glorified thug, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't really going to like dive into his like comic book origin and his power set. Um, but it seems like they're going to do that once they had him like kind of like shadowing her moves and everything like that. He even had the fucking shield out. Yes. So hopefully they'll make reference to like he's actually like has like all the Avengers like movesets memorized. Um, but it's such a fun character. I mean, there's still potential for him to be that glorified thug, unfortunately. Um, I was I, I was really excited for Crossbones and the Captain America movies. And mm. then, unfortunately, he was just a henchman. He's like that in the comic, but, I mean, give him a little more <laughs> backstory. Um, if the new you know Marvel game that they have coming out says anything, they seem to have a grasp that Taskmaster is a serious threat. Because, mm. I mean, at least with that, they show off him like as a big villain. And I'm kind of hoping that he, at least, I, I don't expect him to be the main villain, but I'm hoping that he has, like, you know, top tier, like he is the final boss before you beat up whatever business henchman is probably controlling him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's probably where mm. they're going. I mean, there's lots of rumors that it's actually um, the older uh, Black Widow that's yes. in the trailer. Maybe that's the you know case. Uh, I hope that's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it is, but uh, we don't really know shit. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to see David Harbour play Red Guardian. Um, it seems like they're taking that character in a different direction than I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, he does a great job like playing those kind of comedic characters. So he brings a lot of charm to his yes. roles. Uh, yeah, man. No, I, I'm getting more and more excited for this movie. So it's all got to be tied to Budapest, right? 
yeah, that I magic so. place that they keep bringing up. Yeah, we'll definitely get a flashback <laughs> to that. Um, do you think, this is out of the blue, I know, but do you think potentially Taskmaster is actually like Hawkeye or something? No. Do you think there's like some kind of like <laughs> brainwashing going? Because if you think about it. You can't it, brainwash Hawkeye Listen again. to me. Listen. Hawkeye's not in Infinity War. So is he possibly, are we going to see like where he was at during that period of time? Like, is that good? Is this movie going to tie into that? The fact that he's missing in Infinity War? No, I think they're going to blaze right over that. You think so? I yeah. don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, it's not uh, a rumor. It's a spoiler, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, goddammit. Uh, yeah, no, that's just me spitballing, man. Uh, this definitely makes the top of my list for most anticipated movies, I think. So, and I wouldn't have said that like a month ago. So bring on the Black Widow. All right. Well, next up we have Wonder Woman 1984 coming out June 5th. Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. So there's no blurb for this one. Um, still kind of up in the air. What's going on? I still have that fucking trailer song stuck in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks great. Um, I'm still not convinced by a lot of the CGI choices, but it still looks good. I'm hoping that it's better structured than the first one. That's my main yeah, hope for the film. You know, the first one is all about the first two acts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily the structure. I just think they didn't stick the landing with the first one. Um, you, this has like a strong like Thor Ragnarok vibe to me. Like I feel like it's going to be more fun. Um, you know, the fact that she's like swinging from lightning bolts with her lasso and shit, like they're going like full, like rock concert Mm -hmm. with this, with this movie, it feels like. And this is going to be by Patty Jenkins again. So I definitely trust her, um, (laughs) you know, and was probably the best, like, you know, DC movie, uh, to come out of like the DCEU. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I, it, it is an interesting you know, take like I, I, this isn't what I was expecting from a sequel to Wonder Woman, but I like everything I see. The fact mm-hmm. that like it's like eighty four and it's going to be like complete like nostalgia overload and everything. I wonder if there's a reason for that choice. Um, you know, at first I was like, oh well, they don't want to butt up against like where they're at in Justice League, but now that doesn't fucking matter. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm guessing Patty had a, a like a strong take and thought it'd be fun to like really like you know track wonder woman through the different decades maybe do you think we'll get like a 90s movie next from her I, it could happen i'm i'm i'd be i'm not really looking for that uh-huh <laughs> but well it just seems like it makes sense if we're doing mm. the 80s here like to keep on going through the decades but i think she has an idea of what she wants to do for pedro's character mm-hmm. and that really fits in with the 80s vibe okay i, I that's what i'm picturing He's playing Maxwell Lord. Now, why do you think that? What What's your, like, what do you feel like connects that character to the 80s? Well, I don't know if the time period necessarily connects to the, him. I'm just saying, based off what I've seen from the trailer, mm-hmm. um, and what he's doing, it feels very, 
there's this kind of like mind control almost element to everything mm-hmm. that's going on. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, that pumped up sense of like advertisements and stuff that was going on. Like the hyper sense of the 80s that we're seeing feels like, oh, this is all in his control in some way. Well, I lived through the 80s mm-hmm. and there are a lot of like TV evangelists. So he's got that strong mm-hmm. kind of vibe going where like I, I think it's kind of like a self a self-help like guru or something like that. Um, so maybe that's part of the time choice then. Um, but I'm not sure because I mean, it's not like those guys don't exist now. Yeah, you but... know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it looks fucking amazing. It really does. Uh, it should be fun, like I said. I, I just have no clue, like, where the story's going mm-hmm. and how it's going to really, like, how it's going to, like, further, you know, Diana's story. I'm hoping that it's probably, like, just, it's going to be a standalone action film on its own. And maybe, like, because I, I don't think they have too much planned for the future right now. And I think maybe part of the reason they chose that decade was because it kind of kept her far away from yeah. the other characters in the DCU. And now that they don't really have that worry, you know, maybe they're just like, well, fuck it. Let's just go with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, up next we have Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out July 10th. Speaking of the 80s. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy that their grandfather left behind. All right, this trailer really took me by surprise when we saw it originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks great. It was way. It's definitely not going to be just another comedy or anything like that. They've really decided to, I don't know, make it kind of like an action adventure. This feels like Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. doing the Ghostbusters. Um, they took it a completely different direction than I was expecting. I thought that we were going to get, you know, four guys in jumpsuits, you know, fighting ghosts. But it seems like we're going to get like maybe like Stand By Me or even like Goonies, you know, <laughs> with like the Ghostbuster theme, like, yes. you know, overhead. Um, it, I, I got chills with the whole like Egon reveal and everything like that when they're in the basement. I thought that was really well done. I thought the trailer looked great. I've got mixed feelings about like Paul Rudd being in the movie. Um, I want to see how they kind of introduce the original Ghostbusters because we know that they're supposed to be in this film. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be glorified cameos or whatnot. Um, it, I like the setup though that 
you know, maybe like the containment unit or something like that has started to leak. And now these ghosts are coming back. They, they say in the trailer that it's been like, you know, 25 years or something like mm. that since there's, you know, been a sighting of a ghost. Um, I thought it was really interesting that the kids had no clue about like all this you history a bigger idea I mean, yeah bigger deal. <laughs> like unless the adults have just been like kind of hiding it from all the kids mm. like the fact that new york was like invaded by this <laughs> by these ghosts um i but whatever because you would definitely giant stay puff you would definitely <laughs> think that history books would mention the stay puff marshmallow uh-huh. man marching through times square so or the fucking statue of liberty coming alive <laughs> So, but whatever, I can look past that. Um, yeah, just not was what I was expecting from this trailer at all. But uh, in a positive. Yes, absolutely. And this is done by Jason Reitman, whose father is also Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters. So there's legacy there. So you know that this movie is going to be handled with care. Um, you know, and I'm sure Dan Aykroyd has a say in the script and everything, mm-hmm. since I think he's like part owner of everything Ghostbusters related. So, um, I don't know, man. And I just want to see fucking Bill Murray in a fucking jumpsuit again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we're going to get Slimer? Slimer going to be like their best friend? Are they going to go like kind of E.T.-ish? I could live without that. I could, but are are they going to go that route? (laughs) They could. Um, it definitely felt like, you know, we were going to see one of the, uh, like Gozer or something. There's like, there's a little scene where there's a paw. That hits like the trunk oh, of a car. Okay. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. But yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna get Gozer again. All right. Well, up next we have Tenant coming out July seventeenth. We all believe we've run into the burning building, but until we feel that heat, we can never know. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. That test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. An action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Christopher Nolan's back at it. It's kind of another mystery, what's going on, kind of mindfuck type film. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> at first I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden they start like moving backwards and uh-huh. shit. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan's work. He's kind of one of those directors now where you want to see what he's doing next. Um, I will definitely be seeing this in the theater probably opening weekend. Yeah, it definitely feels like another Inception. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely has that strong vibe, but I, I'm guaranteeing he's bringing something original oh, to yes. the table. Uh, I don't know what this is, if this is based on anything or if this is just his own original screenplay, but um, no, it's yeah, it's written by Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's got a really nice cast. Um, we got John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, um, and of course, Michael fucking Kane. <laughs> so who's in like every Christopher yes. Nolan movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I just want to know what the fuck this movie's about, you know? And that's what <laughs> this, that's what this trailer does. The, the first teaser trailer they put out, it was just him looking through a window and that was it. Nah. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seeing an explosion happen in backwards, uh, while they're going forward, 
I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna go see this in theaters. I know <laughs> I know when the trailer started, like everyone was kinda of quiet in my theater and then when like, you know, Christopher Nolan's name popped up, everyone started like to get excited. You could hear mm-hmm. like the audience starting to like, you know, stir. So <laughs> um his name definitely evokes that now, which is awesome. That's what you want as a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm on board. Well, before we move on, this is a word from our sponsor. Psst. Hey podcasters. The secret's out. The easiest way to monetize your podcast is here. Let us tell you about Podcorn. Damn it, nothing is more frustrating than working on a podcast you're passionate about and not knowing how to monetize it. Even in-app solutions from your host lead to aggravation and only pennies on a dollar. But thanks to Podcorn, the advertisers are brought to you. That's right, Christian. So no longer do you have to spend hours DMing and emailing companies. Podcorn gives you the floor to pitch your show directly to the right advertisers that reflect your audience. And I think my favorite part of Podcorn is that you're actually protected. Not only will they support you during the process, they make sure you get paid. And they're super user-friendly. What's even better, though, is that the Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when they monetize. That's why podcasters should click the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. All right, next up is Morbius coming out July 31st. I should have died years ago. Why am I still here if not to fix this? I have a rare blood disease. And I'm running out of time. This could be my last chance. You're up to something. What is it? That's not exactly legal. I want to see you get hurt more than you already have. This would be a cure. Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Uh, so, when this movie was announced by Sony, I was like, God damn it, Sony. This is a total fucking cash grab. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see a Morbius movie. You know, maybe as like a second-tier villain in a Spider-Man film or something. But... A whole fucking movie for fo- focused on Morbius, you know. And I, I read his solo series in the '90s, so you know, for me to be saying that says something. But after seeing this trailer, I was like, "Holy shit, this could actually fucking work, man!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little guilty of that. I was like, "Oh, I don't think this is gonna be a good movie." And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Oh." I'm kind of interested. Yeah. <laughs> this is starring Jared Leto, um, you know, from Suicide Squad fame. Mm. <laughs> like, he hasn't won an Oscar or anything. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this is, you know, him being an actor again and not doing a bad rendition of the Joker. Uh, I don't know, man. This movie it looked fun. It really did. So um, it looks like it's going to be kind of a different take on a vampire film, which, you know, that's what the character really is. What's also got everyone really buzzing is the fact that they're like seemingly like actually tying this directly into Spider-Man from the MCU. 
um, which Venom didn't even do. We saw spy- the Spider-Man graffiti on the wall with Murderer like scrawled across it. And then at the end of the fucking trailer, we get Michael Keaton as the fucking Vulture. Seemingly, right? Because they don't really <laughs> say it's the Vulture, but no. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that'd be really shitty if it's like just, you know, Michael Keaton playing a fucking janitor or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That'd be fucked up. Be like, fooled you. Um, yeah, but how about that? I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know. Batman and Joker on the screen together. I feel like it's going to be nothing but, like, you know, brief little cameos and small tie-ins. There's rumors that, you know, J.K. Simmons is actually in this mm. movie, you know, playing J.J., you know, in the same, you know, kind of role that he had in Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, maybe as like that newscaster, like doing a news report about Morbius. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still fucking, you know, awesome to see. Do you I think mean, they'll use this to bridge Venom to Spider-Man? I don't know. I mean, I don't trust Sony enough. Um, but now that it's after seeing this, it feels like, you know, Disney and Sony have a pretty good working agreement mm-hmm. on their hands because Sony wouldn't even touch Spider-Man during Venom. And I'm guessing that's because not I'm guessing that's not because they didn't want to. I'm guessing that's because Disney wouldn't allow them to for some reason. So now that they're doing this with Morbius, I feel like, you know, they have to do it with Venom, right? Mm-hmm. That only makes sense. So and I'm still I mean, we'll talk about Venom too in a little bit. <laughs> But, you know, I still have high hopes for that film, strangely enough. So, um, but yeah, but let's, I mean, Morbius, it's it's got to go up there for me for like most anticipated films <laughs> at this point, which is crazy to say. Do you think that they will keep the character in a darker light rather than what they did with Venom, which was kind of almost make it comedic halfway through? It definitely feels like he's a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. So I don't foresee them going more of the comedic route. Um, there's not really that element of the character where Venom, you can argue that some of his books play out kind of like a dark comedy and everything, you know, I mean, there's definitely, you know, body horror going on, Mm -hmm. but you know, the whole situation, you know, with Eddie and, you know, Venom, there is this weird relationship that a lot of times they kind of played for comedic effect at times. So, um, I don't feel like Morbius necessarily lends itself to that. So, but I wouldn't put it past Sony. So, who knows? You know, maybe he'll be fucking, you know, throwing rubber chickens and whatnots, you know, at the end of this film. I fucking hope not, though. Man, I, I would love to see the explanation for why he has rubber chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious. He's that. that wacky vampire neighbor of yours. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, Dan, what do we got up next? All right, next up we have Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, coming out August 21st. Once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. It's probably time to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I haven't watched Bill and Ted's in a long time, but didn't they end up like... Being like, I don't know, like big heroes in the future or something like that. Did that? So did that not future come to be? I'm not sure. Okay, are you not a bill a big? I uh, remember the first one. I don't remember what happens in the second one. 
Yeah, they go to hell, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm try- I'm going to have to fucking rewatch these movies now. Because I thought they end up like, I don't know, starting world peace or something with like their, their music. And I'm probably getting the whole story wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was a crazy ending. I just don't remember it. Yeah, I thought there was something. So maybe (laughs) that didn't happen. There's no trailer for this movie yet whatsoever. Everyone was kind of taken aback that this was happening. I mean, people have been clamoring for it for years. And there have been rumors and shit. So, um, but I mean, Keanu Reeves is super fucking hot right now. So I'm not surprised Mm. that, you know, the studio greenlit this. I mean, it's awesome that he's willing to go back and, you know, explore, you know, these characters. Um, I'm, I'm sure Alex Winter will thank him because he probably definitely needs a paycheck. Uh, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> like I said, there's no trailers, so I, we have nothing to work off hmm. than like basically the premise. Yeah, they've had screen caps with uh, them with Sam weaving from Ready or Not, but okay. beyond that, I haven't seen anything. You Is know. she playing like? I think she's one the of the daughters. daughters. Yeah. Okay. All right. They well. just showed them in a garage doing. You know, shrug poses, and that's about it. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I trust that Keanu wouldn't be coming back unless he believed mm-hmm. in the project. So, I mean, whatever he touches right now has been pretty much goals. I don't think he has to really worry about a project right now. I mean, he's set up for Matrix again, and then he's got more John Wicks coming. So it's... Yeah. It doesn't no, really I, matter. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he can pick and choose what he wants to sure. do. That's what I'm saying. So I don't feel like he's doing this just for the payday. So he must actually believe mm-hmm. in it at least. Next up, we have The Kingsman coming out September 18th. You're going to need a suit. <laughs> Come on. We are the first independent intelligence agency. Preserving peace and protecting life. Welcome to the club. Generals gathered in their masses <laughs> Just like witches at black masses While governments wait for orders, our people take action Evil minds at blood destruction Now it's time to show the world Sorcerer of death's construction How mighty you are As a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. All right, Christian. So I'm going to let you take the ball and talk about <laughs> this because I haven't seen any of the Kingsman movies. No, um, Matthew Vaughn, who done Kick-Ass X-Men First Class, uh, when he picked up the first one, it was a very fun, you know, violent but fun um, action film that they, they could go hand out. in hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second one came out and it was like they took everything from the first one and made it all comedy. All the time. And it just was too over the top. Was so, that also by Matthew Vaughn? Yeah. He's he's directed all of them. So he's back again to make a prequel. And this felt so out of like context and place this, compared. This yeah, feels serious. This didn't feel like a comedy exactly. at all. Exactly. Okay. So, like, those are very lighthearted action films, and now this seems like, oh, we're actually, you know, taking this seriously, going into the history of the Kingsmen, everything. So, there's, like, a big, deep lore. It's um, one of Miller's books. Yeah, because, and Matthew Vaughn did Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. so that's interesting that, you know, he's doing another Yeah, Miller he must Carmen. really <laughs> enjoy yeah, right? Miller. 
Uh, and this, you said this is a prequel? Yeah, it's a prequel. So we're definitely going to be following uh, main character Eggsy's probably mentor from the first film as a younger guy. All right. I'm assuming that's what the uh, guy was. So did the trailer hook you at all? Yeah, because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, what is this? What, is, what kind of film is this? And then I found out it was a Kingsman film. I was definitely thrown off, but I was still interested to see what this was going to be. What's the significance of the title? Because it's not Kingsman, it's King's Man. I'm guessing they're more focusing on one guy? I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, it's closer to the start of their order that they've created. He's like the first Kingsman? I guess. Okay. But, I mean, the Kingsmen have been around for a while. So, I don't know. They're just like, they're almost kind of like a crazy version of MI6. Like you a know. secret society type yes. deal. All right. All right. Well, you let me know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you're interested, definitely check out the first one. It's got Samuel L. Jackson. It's very over the top. It's got great action sequences. Definitely check it out. All right, Damon. Next up, we have Venom 2 coming out October 2nd. All right. So Venom 2. The first Venom sucked. So why would you want to see this one? <laughs> <laughs> because this blow. time is going to be fucking carnage. <laughs> Did you see the fucking wig that Woody yes. Harrelson was wearing in the last one? And I wanted to storm out okay. of the theater. <laughs> well, luckily it was the end of the movie. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that obviously wasn't the blurb. Uh, but, yeah, w- this was Christian's favorite movie in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a fan, but Christian loved it. I did not. I'm a huge fan of Venom. All right? The comic book character. Mm-hmm. What they gave us with the film was not the comic book character. That's not my Eddie Brock, goddammit. I'm really hoping now that they have some kind of deal, it seems, with MCU, that they decide to kind of start fresh and almost do like an Evil Dead 2, if this makes any sense, where they just kind of like reboot without doing a reboot and kind of start the story again. Um, and now actually use Peter Parker as a way to, like, tell, you know, Eddie Brock's origin story. I can tell you right now that's not what's I happening. know, I know. But if they're smart, <laughs> they would do that. I mean, all the rumors and I think actual, like, confirmations of it being Carnage and Carnage's, like, girlfriend and different symbiotes that might be in this film. Um, I don't want... We just basically got that yeah. with the first film, right? <laughs> Now, there are also strong rumors that Tom Holland is going to be in this movie, that that was part of the deal. And that's a rumor. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not actual news. But after seeing the trailer for Morbius, it feels like they're definitely going to tie it in. It would only make sense. Um, I'm going to say after credits. I hope not. Because I'm, you know I'm an idiot. I'm going to fucking go to this movie. Anyway, regardless, yeah. at least for the podcast, so I could shit all over it. But if they use Tom Holland, and if they're smart, he'd be on the fucking poster. Because um, the movie already made, what, like, it made a ridiculous amount of money. It went way over projections. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you throw fucking Tom Holland in the mix and actually make this more of a Spider-Man story. I mean, you're talking about a billion dollars. I guarantee you. Like, right off the bat. I'm sure, but they would have to... I mean, we haven't seen a trailer. Yes. But they would have to show him off immediately. Yes. Well, and I feel like if it is, like, if he has a bigger role, and if that was part of, like, their negotiation, which I hope it is, um, but, you know, I doubt at the same time, um, I feel like that's the way to go about it. 
but at the same time, like, Jesus Christ, I really hope they fucking don't put that wig on Woody Harrelson. I just keep on picturing him at the end. Like, literally, I was, I gasped when I saw <laughs> Woody Harrelson with that fucking wig. Mm-hmm. It felt like something he picked up at, like, Spirits, like a little Orphan Annie wig or something. I don't know what they were thinking. I like, want... Carnage, I, I get that mm-hmm. he's a redhead in the comic books, but it's okay if he doesn't have fucking red hair. Like, he could just be fucking Mickey from, you know, uh, Natural Born Killers and have the shaved head. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically who Carnage is anyway. So, I mean, what the fuck? No, man, I want that first shot of that trailer to be just a uh, big, you know, razor. Yes. <laughs> yes, I just hope it has a little more of a serious tone. Um, I hope they really, you know, I, I I hope they nail Eddie Brock as a character and kind of like get his like inner like turmoil um, because that I I don't think it came across at all in the first film. You know, it, it was played for laughs a lot. Um, you know, even his relationship with his wife, I felt like was played for fucking laughs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got she venom for crying out loud, which is absolutely ridiculous that they introduced that in the first film. That that was I think we that was our worst right that yeah, was the oh, no, worst that was of the, the worst year? of that year yeah <laughs> we voted that the worst of 2018 and obviously it has its fans um, but you know as a Venom fan from the comic books I just could not look past like just how much they betrayed that character so and I love Tom Hardy and he is like he makes the movie at least the first half of the movie almost watchable mm-hmm. um and it just makes it worse for me almost because i'm like man what if you actually had like a good script like what if, what if this was a great story how fantastic would it be to see tom hardy playing eddie brock proper but unfortunately sony <laughs> did what sony does you know um it's like they never saw a superhero <laughs> movie the last like two decades it's yeah. like they're stuck in the late 90s they tried to make something edgy and fun and it just didn't work you know, the tone of Morbius should be more of, like, the tone of Venom. You know, it should be a borderline, almost, like, horror movie. So, especially if you're not going to have Peter Parker be part mm-hmm. of the origin. Then go the pure, like, body horror of the whole thing, you know? Um, but, yeah, whatever. What do I know? <laughs> I mean, obviously nothing, because it's still, like, made all the money. <laughs> and it's going to do it again. Now, I will say Andy Serkis is directing this. So yes. that is a huge plus, you know, um, in my mind. So, I mean, I, 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 he's a phenomenal actor. He's a phenomenal director from what I've seen. Um, and he knows how to fucking do mocap. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone could handle getting people into mocap performances, it's probably going to be Andy Serkis. Because even the effects were shaky on that movie. And that movie is an effect movie. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, I, I felt like the CGI felt like, I don't know, spotty at times is absolutely ridiculous. I felt like even some of the stuff that showed off in the trailer came off better than the final product. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, some of it did feel unfinished to me. Um, So, But anyway, all right. Let's talk another comic book property. Yeah, we got Eternals coming out November 6th. Ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years... Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. All right, Damon. Chloe Zhao has probably the hardest task in the world. Make me care about the Eternals. (laughs) And to care about a villain I, I don't know shit about either. I've never even heard of the Deviants. Exactly. 
Like that 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 must be either a deep cut or they just made it up for this movie. I'm gonna have to Wikipedia that mm-hmm. after we uh, finish the show because I was completely surprised by that. Um, I'm not an Eternals fan, and not many people are. So this is really ballsy on Kevin Foggy's part. Um, he's like, hey man, I'll fucking get them to like the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it with Guardians of the Galaxy because I was kind of saying the same shit at the time when you know that movie was first announced. Um, we haven't, we don't have a trailer. We haven't really seen anything except for some concept art. Um, he definitely has earned my trust at this point, but I'm going to have to see something first for me to even start to get excited for this. Um, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. There are mm-hmm. characters that I can really relate to, um, you know, but I really don't know much about the Eternals. They've never really, you know... They've never really, like, you know, like, appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think most of the time that I've ever, you know, read anything about them is, like, them, like, co-starring in, like, a comic that I happen to be reading. I've never read an Eternals, like, solo book. No, I haven't either. You know, I know that they were um, created by Jack Kirby. Um, so they've got that strong, like, Kirby vibe with the costumes. I hope they nail that. Um, the concept art... It, didn't seem to really get that across, which is weird because they did it with like Thor Ragnarok. So you would think they would go that Mm -hmm. route. Um, But maybe this is a different tone of movie overall. I mean, it's got a strong cast, you know, and this is definitely going to be like an ensemble like feature. Mm -hmm. I'll be curious to see how they tie this in to like the rest of the MCU. I mean, there's been a lot of talk of it spanning over thousands of years. A storyline that's probably like, Maybe they'll jump into different moments in the MCU throughout time and stuff like that. See what they've been doing. Um, you know, I'm curious what they what they could show, but at the same time, I just I don't know or care about these characters yet. You know, the like you said, the um, uh, the concept art for their costumes and everything felt so bland and generic. Yeah, you know, for what we've gotten so far, it's like you th- we've we've gone over the hurdle of okay. You know, these are Marvel superhero films. Now we can finally, like, that's what I thought what we got with Thor Ragnarok was, you know, after that, hey, we can go as goofball as we possibly can and people are going to love this Well, shit. we're just, we're not scared to put these characters in, like, comic book mm-hmm. accurate, like, costumes anymore because we see that it can work on screen exactly. when done right. Bring it back to Mysterio every single time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's a perfect example right there. So I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a little more over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really seen what the recent like renditions of those characters' costumes look like nowadays. And maybe it's more of like a modernized version. So I have no fucking clue, I'll be honest. Um, I'm not a huge like Marvel cosmic fan. I mean, Guardians have really like, you know, started to like get me more into like, you know, Marvel's like space, you know. Mm. Um like, the Guardians of the Galaxy has really gotten me more into, like, you know, Marvel's, like, space stories. But at the same time, I'm more of a, you know, back alley kind of hero guy, you know, with, like, you know, Daredevil, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like, those type type of heroes. Well, um, the Eternals have always been, like, a B version of the Inhumans, which is mm-hmm. saying a lot <laughs> for me. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, trust me. The only Inhuman I like is... 
Miss Marvel, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, right. But at the, at the same time, it's like, I feel like we're definitely going to be getting a Galactic Avengers film down the road, especially mm. with the end of Spider-Man showing um, um, Samuel L. Jackson in space. You yeah. Know, pretty much, it looks like, my guess is that sword. So, and we've seen that with WandaVision, some of, like, the leaked photos that have come out, it seems like some of, like, the characters are wearing sword uniforms, um, so that only makes sense that they would be tying that all together, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and they could definitely be doing, like, Alpha Flight, like, the newest version of Alpha Flight with Captain Marvel, like, leading them and everything. No, I definitely think they've opened up the door to a massive galactic scale event, and that's why I think... The Eternals are going to be coming out in general. Mm-hmm. That's, I just feel like it's all piecing together. That's why they, you know, there's a big focus on Guardians three. You know, just I. That's where I'm picturing. I'm guessing we'll get like celestials and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know. I don't know it's just not my bag, but I trust <laughs> Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. so I, I'll be there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up, we have Godzilla vs Kong uh, coming out November twentieth. As the gigantic Kong meets the unstoppable Godzilla, the world watches to see which one of them will become king of the monsters. So is this a direct tie-in to the the last Godzilla film? Yeah. All right. Direct so tie-in to that and the Kong film that came out um, not too long ago. Were you so? Were you a fan of? God- I don't. I know you reviewed on the show. It was. It was definitely a C. You were lukewarm on it, right? Um, you know, there was there was a lot of good action sequences, but then the human performances were, of course, all over the place. You know, you don't really go to those movies though for that. You go to see the monsters like beating the shit out of each other. Did you feel like you got <laughs> enough of that? Um, I mean, there was fucking four fights. I think it was worthy. Okay. But yeah, the uh, but just the story in... with the people is stupid and pointless and no one really cares. Okay, so that kind of actually mm-hmm. ruined it for you. Uh, and that's kind of like one of the things that might be a damper in this film. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be directed by um, Adam Wingard, who mm-hmm. is kind of a strange choice. He uh, did Your Next, which I'm a huge fan of, and The Guest. So he's got like, you know, horror cred hmm. um, behind him. So, you know, I, I don't see his name and think like giant monster movie but what the fuck why not right <laughs> your next is a fantastic film it, it actually almost made my like best of the decade list oh, okay. for horror movies so um you know so that's promising at least um and i know they used michael doherty for the godzilla film but obviously that didn't work out no. well <laughs> um but uh yeah i, I mean well, right away, you say Godzilla vs. Kong. It just better be them destroying mm-hmm. fucking cities in a massive fight. Like, it better not just be at the end of the fucking movie. You know, I want to see multiple battles happening. Um, I, I would assume you would have to go the route of they're fighting, they're fighting, and then there's a big bad that they have to fight together. So they you team know? up. Mm-hmm. And they kind of set that up with Godzilla, right? With yeah. him kind of being like humanity's protector or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Mecha King Ghidorah could come out soon, but I'm not sure about that. Sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ended that film, spoilers, with after King Ghidorah is killed, mm-hmm. um, there's someone tampering with its body. So it's like, oh, okay, so they're going to go Mecha King Ghidorah. I have to see this movie. It sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely played a lot of homage to like the old films in the last one, for sure. Okay. You know, um, they just didn't do a great job of like really honoring them. It's just, it's just 
really the family story and like what's going on between you know the mom who's betrayed the family and the team that she worked for and believes that unleashing all these monsters will help to save the planet it was a very odd message it didn't make sense mm -hmm. and they're destroying everything in sight so it's like it seems very like contrived yes okay yeah that is a mixed mm -hmm. message we're saving the planet but we're destroying everything yeah, the first godzilla film i think handled it a lot better like i think i cared more now that was the one with brian cranston yes okay and you you like you enjoyed that more yes i mean I thought you was... didn't like that movie though no i enjoyed the first one did you yeah okay uh, for the most part i, I mean, don't believe you i think you hated that movie i did not hate that movie <laughs> i thought leading <laughs> up to guy you're like i hope it was better than that i think it could have used a little bit more godzilla and a little less found footage style stuff in uh, there. okay but okay. beyond that i thought it was a good film okay it was definitely way more interesting maybe it was me who hated that movie <laughs> i think i like caught half of the movie. it was one of those things where i just turned it on i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> Everyone's like waving goodbye to Godzilla as he goes into the sunset. I was like, what? It's a giant fucking lizard. What are you doing? It saved the Fucking shoot that thing. It saved them. <laughs> are you people nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Nuke that fucking lizard. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> you, sir, are not a Godzilla fan. <laughs> huh? Just saying. They're not going to let a giant fucking lizard walk away. No, but every time they attack it, they fail, they fuck up, and then another monster shows up, and then he takes out the monster. <laughs> That's the story of Godzilla. Doesn't he eventually, like, accidentally crush a city, though? It's irresponsible, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to sea. Relax. Uh... Alright, and ending out this year, we have Coming to America 2 in the middle of the name. Uh, coming out December 18th. All right, Akeem learns he has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet the unlikely heir to the throne. Uh, and this, of course, is a sequel to the 1988 comedy Coming to America. Like, no shit. Right? <laughs> um, so, Christian, I found out that you're not a fan of Coming to America. It just wasn't for me. So if anyone is looking to host a podcast <laughs> with yours truly, go ahead and DM us. You know, Christian, not... it's been fun. <laughs> you're not the first one to give me shit for kind this. Kind of. Who doesn't like coming to America? I, I just, eh. That sickens me, my friend. So, I mean, there's no trailer to this. This is definitely Eddie Murphy's comeback year. Um he just got critical like praise for My Name is Dolomite and his Saturday Night Live appearance, which he just killed. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. At first, when I heard about this before Dolomite and Saturday Night Live, I was like, oh, Eddie, please don't do this. But now after that, you know, the recent success and everything like that, I'm like, okay, I, I can see this I, as long as there's scripts. Because, I mean, this could have happened a long time ago. So uh, I'm hoping that they have a story that you know, he actually believes in to actually be, you know, going ahead yes. with this story. Hopefully um, we're past the Pluto Nash days. Oh, God. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but a lot of the original cast is back. Um, man, James Earl Jones is still alive, which makes me happy because I actually had to, like, look that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, When's the last time you saw him on screen, though? 
It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just hear probably a fucking like commercial or something. There was a like that Totes McGoats commercial from a couple years back. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Right? Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I love this movie. So, I mean, without seeing trailer, I'll say I'm excited. That could definitely change once a trailer drops, though. <laughs> I hope it's not one of those like typical sequels where they just kind of like revisit a bunch of old jokes and they recycle a lot of the old themes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope I hope they have something new and fresh to bring to the characters. Yeah, maybe I'll like it, though. What a piece of shit you are. <laughs> Who doesn't is like back, coming to America? Is coming to America your favorite 80s comedy? No, but it's one of them. What Did you is... not like Trading Places? No. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you not like Eddie Murphy? Yes, I do like Eddie Murphy. What a, What's an Eddie Murphy movie you like? Dr. Doolittle? I... I did, you like, were but I was a kid at the time. Oh, you're, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I like that, Daddy Daycare or whatever. if you're interested in hosting a podcast with me, DM me, because um, fuck this guy. Dr. Doolittle, overcoming to America? I don't know about over, but I was a kid when I was watching that. You don't understand art, Christian. I don't understand arts. You don't understand art. You don't understand the 80s as a decade. So what, what's your favorite 80s comedy? Uh, better Off Dead. That's a that's a damn good movie. It's not as good as Coming to America. <laughs> it's just not. I was literally having You don't this. like trading places for crying out loud? <laughs> what the Did you like Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. Okay. All right. I might give you a pass. <laughs> you might make it to next episode, but Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I apologize for my uh my co host. Uh, and that's going to do it for our list. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of good fucking movies coming out in 2020. No, it's going to be a crazy year for us. Because we had about 18 horror movies that mm. we wanted to see last episode. And now there's at least, what, like 12 movies we want to see here. So we're going to be spending a lot of time in the theaters this year. Um, and that's saying a lot because last year, what, we we saw like 30-some movies at mm-hmm. least. So I feel like there's a movie coming out every weekend now. I feel like we're going to break our record. Yeah, we need to start getting paid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for our Patreon coming soon. <laughs> that is true. There is a Patreon coming soon. Yeah, should be in the next couple weeks or so. All right. Hopefully. Knock on wood, right? <laughs> We've got some recording to do. Yes. We're going to have tons of exclusive content for you guys. Um, Some TV reviews, some movie reviews, some wrestling reviews, all the kind of awesome content that we bring you with this podcast, but more of it. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Of course, if all this content we're talking about now isn't enough for you, definitely head over to DramaCityProductions.com. We've got plenty of great podcasts there. And BigHeadsMedia.com. Definitely head over there for tons and tons of podcasts. If you're listening to us on your favorite platform, definitely subscribe, rate, and give us a five-star fucking review. Yeah, make sure you go ahead and you follow us over on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Amazing Nerd Show. Uh, We're constantly posting all the latest in nerd news, tons of great memes, tons of great content. Make sure you go ahead and give us a follow. If you're jonesing for some great nerd merch, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Right now you can find our sweet logo on there. You can also find us on TeePublic, which has our designs on mugs, pillows, all that great shit. And it supports the show. So if you're looking to support us now, head over, get some sweet merch. 
So if you like the music currently playing in the background, that's our house DJ, Greg Brebner. Go ahead and give him a follow on Instagram. You can also download tons of free music over on SoundCloud. And if you like the music at the top of the show, uh, that's Them Guilty Aces, a rockabilly band from Chicago. Uh, they've got tons of great music to download over on iTunes. And they've got tons of great videos actually over on YouTube right now. All right, well, that does it for the show. Next week, we'll have a probably normal episode for once. Yes, our <laughs> first like regular episode, back to like our normal format for 2020. Yes. We'll have a couple movie reviews, hopefully, and maybe even show reviews. Yeah, maybe even a Christian's Corner. Oh, boy. We want people to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fucker. My name's Christian. And my name's David. That's the Amazing Nerd Show. get out of here and I will there's gonna be carnage